Blog Talk Radio.
higher, Jehovah, the mighty God. Ministries on Sunday, where serving Jesus Christ is a pleasure. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We're so happy that you could join us. God is here, and the jokes are here, too. Amen? Amen. So we want to thank the Lord for his provision for us. We want to thank him for his grace. We want to thank him for forgiving us for all that we need to be forgiven for. Amen. There's not a week goes by that we don't need to be forgiven for something. Because we are still human. Amen? Amen. And we act like it too, don't we? Yes, we do. So, because we are this way, we want to thank him for his mercy, his grace, his forgiveness, his forbearance, his patience, his long-suffering. As we learn to be like him. Amen? Amen. You know, long time ago, I used to have this particular belief about a certain word in the Bible. And God's been trying to get this word through to me for a long time. Well, this week he succeeded. I woke up from a nap, and I clearly understood what that word is not. So, Thank God for growth and progress. Amen, amen, amen. And I'm sure you have had similar growth and progress, too. And if you have not, why? Today is a great day to begin. Amen? All of those little areas in your life that appear to be stagnant and non-performing, bring them to the feet of Jesus. He has a bright idea. Amen? I believe he does. It may not line up with your idea, but he has one, and his will work. Amen. So we want to thank the Lord for his goodness. Presently, it is not raining. Hallelujah. Presently, it is not storming. Hallelujah. Now that the ground is nice and mushy because it's been raining, we have a little sunshine for a while that we are going to enjoy. Amen. Amen. And if the weather isn't suitable to you where you are, I pray that it soon will be. Amen. Amen. So now, we want to welcome all of our first-time listeners. We are an international, Christian, non-denominational, internet church and local church assembly founded in the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And we welcome you on behalf of the kingdom of God. We pray that what you need to hear, you hear his voice speaking to you. Amen? And that you receive from the bounty of his love for you. We encourage everyone to join us in our chat room, which is located on our webpage. Our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com. That's MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banner at the top, in black and white, yes, it's in black and white, it says MIC Radio Chat. 
Click that link. When the page changes, click Get. When the page changes, sign in using your N-A-M-E, your name, one of those on your birth certificate. Amen? And your greeting for the saints that are already in the chat room. Amen? Amen. So we want to thank the Lord. The saints, by the way, will respond to you. And be grateful. They love you. They care. They're welcoming you. Feel welcome. Amen? Amen. So at the beginning of our church services, as I told someone the other day, we repent of our sins and we participate in the blessing of Holy Communion. Amen? That person was so startled. They said, well, are you Catholic? I said, no, that doesn't have anything to do with that. The Bible says, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. But you see, their religious tradition says they do it once a month. So they think everybody else ought to do it once a month. So if you happen to have any of those leftover traditional religious beliefs in your life, let me be the first encourager for you to drop them off in the nearest trash can. Why? Because those things stifle the move of God in your life. They keep you from learning things about God that you need to learn. That doesn't mean they're necessarily bad, okay? Training wheels are fine when you need training wheels. But when it's time to go on, it's time to let the training wheels go, okay? It's time to learn how to pedal without the training wheels, right? Amen. So while training wheels were necessary at a certain part of your Christian upbringing, that was fine. But when God says, come on, let's go on, it's time to leave those things behind. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, we have Holy Communion every Sunday, but we repent of our sins first. Why? Because we want to be like Jesus. And he calls us to turn from our wicked ways, to let all of our, our bad corruption and bad character go. It's not supposed to travel along with us on this journey. We've been set free from it. Amen? You know, I realize that there are persons that are listening to me right now who are backslidden. You were doing well for a while. You came into contact with a, a situation that was unexpected and maybe even painful for you. And you lost your bearings. You reconnected with old spirits that are just not for you. Feel free to repent. And repent doesn't mean, oh, I'm sorry, Lord. No, that's kind of lame. You understand? He had to die for your sins. He had to die for your backslide. You have to get real with God. You have to be serious with him because he is serious and real with you. So. If you are one of those persons who is backslidden, you're going to have to go before the Lord and empty that stuff out. You can't pretend it's not there. 
You can't use the circumstance that upsets you as a cloak for staying backslidden. It's a crime in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. So come clean. Go before the Lord. If you have to, ask him why you did that. How did this happen? What did I actually do to open myself up to this? How did I get there? Be real. Amen? Be real. Not that phony, religious, put-on kind of stuff. Jesus has no appreciation for that. It's called hypocrisy. He wants you to be honest and forthright and truthful with yourself and with him. Amen? Amen. There are sins we commit that due to our ignorance, we don't realize we're committing them. We have to repent of them also so that the Holy Spirit will bring us further in God. We really do want to be like Jesus. And when we see him face to face, we do not want to be ashamed. So, today, I'm going to bless you with a few minutes there. I'm going, after all I've said, I'm going to give you some time to spend with the Lord, to talk to him from your heart, not just your head, and be for real with him. Be truthful. If you tell lies, you need to admit it and confess it. If you are afraid, you need to admit it and confess it. If you pull the fast one, you need to admit it and confess it. Amen? All right, your time has begun. Amen. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. Then the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. Thank you, Lord. And said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it. In remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Partake of the cup. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when 
to physical healing. There are all kinds of healing that saints need, some physical, some emotional, some spiritual, some mental, some geographical, ah, some financial. There are all kinds, some relational. There are all kinds of healing. Even though the example that we're going to use today, I chose this one because we've studied it before. This character has been familiar to us. There are all kinds of healing, situational healing. There are all kinds of healing. So don't think that because you didn't stump your toe yesterday and it didn't turn a color on you, that we're not talking to you. No, this is for everyone. Amen. Parts of it are for some people and parts of it are for other people. But the whole teaching is for us all. Amen. Amen. So let us consider ourselves included in this. Praise the Lord. Faith, the word of the Lord to us today is essentially this. I have healings to release to you, but you have not hearkened to my word as I have preached and taught by your pastor. Instead, you have preferred to continue in the methods which you have chosen while disregarding the words which she has taught you. Change your way. Change. Change your way. Learn to listen as she teaches. Learn to listen as she teaches. You see, some of us think if we need a physical healing, that there are other aspects of our life that don't have anything to do with that physical healing. I'll give you this example. You need a physical healing, but you think whether or not you pay your bills on time has nothing to do with your physical healing at all. Quite the contrary. You can't put yourself in compartments and say in this compartment, And in this compartment, and in this compartment, like horses in a a stall, all of your life is homogeneous. It's all connected, and it all interacts. You don't have a spot over here for your finances and a spot over here for your mouth. It's all connected. So wherever the sin is, wherever the lawlessness is, Wherever the disobedience is, it affects all the rest. Amen? We got that part down? Good. I know we're going to make it today. It's all connected. The hip bone is indeed connected to the thigh bone, but it's also connected to your fingernail on your pinky on the other side of your body. Amen? You're not, you know, part of you is here and part of you is someplace else, and you have one part in the bathroom and one part in the bedroom and the other part's in the kitchen. It's not like that. Where you go, you go all at once, all of you. Amen. 
understand. God has a method to heal your madness. God has a method to heal your madness. Well, I'm not mad, Pastor. Check in with the Holy Spirit, okay? He gave me this sermon, so he knows what he's talking about, okay? But you must receive his word through his minister. Really? Yes. That's what he said. You must receive his word. Well, I didn't put that in, did I? I sure didn't, God. (laughs) Isn't that cute? You must receive his word. See, I didn't have any coffee today, and now I can tell. (laughs) His word through his minister. Praise God. Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 17. Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 17. Amen. And while you're going there, so am I. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Amen. Ah, there you are. Obey them that have the rule over you. Obey. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourself. Now, if you are trying to convince me that you have absolutely, positively no rebellion anywhere in your life, I'll have to encourage you to repent of that. Everybody has a little little teaspoon of it somewhere tucked away. Granted, we cover it up on auspicious occasions, but, you know, sooner or later it's liable to show up. Amen? Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourself, for they watch for your soul, as they must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. It's unprofitable when I must go to the Lord and say, but Lord, I preach thus and thus and thus and thus, and I pray this and that. But see, that's not profitable for you. It says here, I must give an account. But he would prefer that I do it with joy. Amen? Amen. And not with grief. Because if I have to do it with grief, that's not good for you. Amen? Amen. So we want to keep this scripture in mind because God isn't going to forget it. Amen? Praise God. See, I knew you would get an A today. God is saying to his people that merely agreeing is not enough. Just agreeing. You hear the sermon, and in your mind, you're agreeing. He said, that's not enough. 
Let's go to Ezekiel 33. Ezekiel chapter 33, beginning with verse 30. Ezekiel chapter 33, beginning with verse 30. Ezekiel, E-Z-E-K-I-E-L, Ezekiel, chapter 33, beginning with verse 30. Also, thou son of man, the children of thy people still are talking against thee by the walls and in the doors of the houses. They're backbiting. They're talking about you behind your back. And speak one to another. Everyone to his brother saying, come, I pray you, and hear what is the word that cometh forth from the Lord. You know, we want to hear what God's got to say. Verse 31, and they come unto thee as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy word, but they will not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but their heart goeth after their covetousness. That's not good. God says you have desires in your heart that pastor can stand here and say the same thing 50 times. In your mind, you're going to do what's in your mind. That's what he's saying. Verse 32, and lo, Thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that hath a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear thy words, but they do them not. Hmm. Hmm. My. Titus, New Testament. Titus, New Testament. Amen. Titus. I'll give you a minute to get to Titus because he's all the way in the New Testament. Amen. Titus, chapter 1. Yep. I can tell I didn't drink coffee today. (laughs) But that's okay. Some of you came to church sleepy too. It's all right. God is here with us. Even if you're yawning, he's here with us. He doesn't quit. (laughs) Amen. Where did I tell you to go? To Titus? Okay. Titus chapter 1, verse 16. They profess that they know God, but in work they deny him. Being abominable, ooh, and disobedient, ooh, and unto every good work, reprobate. We don't want that. So you see, when pastor teaches, you have to pay good attention because God's expecting you to bring forth the fruit from the seed that he's planting in you, the word of God. Amen? Amen. Saints, good works are not a substitute for full obedience. Well, Pastor, you know, I went by the nursing home to see that lady, and I said a prayer for her. Good. Praise the Lord, you should have. 
But what else God is trying to get you to do, you ought to do that as well. Amen? Luke, New Testament, chapter 11, verse 42. Luke, chapter 11, verse 42. Luke, chapter 11, verse 42. But woe unto you Pharisees, for ye tithe mint, and rue and all manner of herbs. For those that don't know mint and rue are herbs. And pass over judgment and the love of God. These ye ought to have done and not to leave the other undone. Well, what does God mean by that? He means that the things you're supposed to do, that you do, that was good. But there are other things that ought to be done by you, that should not be left undone. That's what he means. Amen? Amen. Jeremiah chapter 7, Old Testament. Jeremiah chapter 7, Old Testament. Jeremiah, I'll give you a moment. You might need one. Jeremiah chapter 7, amen. All right. Everybody's there. Now, what did I just do, Jesus? (laughs) Amen. Okay. Thank you. Let's see if that works. Well, maybe it didn't, so I'll do it the old-fashioned way. Some days I can make the computer do what I want it to do, and some days I can't. And so when I can't, I just turn my Bible the way I grew up. It always works, no matter what happens. I don't need electricity, and I, I don't need brilliance either. I can just turn the page. Jeremiah chapter 7, and I'm beginning with verse 22. For I spake not unto your fathers, nor commanded them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices. But this thing I commanded them, saying, Obey my voice. He hasn't stopped saying that, by the way. Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and ye shall be my people. And walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well unto you. Amen? Amen. So we understand that quite well, don't we? Good. I'm proud to hear that. Well, that's what God's still expecting us to do. He really wants us to do this. So he means that your own idea is not better than his will. And most of the time we have this tendency to try to convince ourselves that we have this bright idea. So God says to go to Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. Most of you know this one by heart by now. 
Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. Trust in the Lord. Trust, T-R-U-S-T. It does not include doubt, fear, and unbelief. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Well, if you have doubt, fear, and unbelief in your heart, you can't trust the Lord with all your heart. So that means you have to run out, drive out the doubt, the fear, and the unbelief. It's a requirement. And he says, lean not unto thine own understanding. Now, I remember teaching on how Eve, even though she knew what God said, she depended on her own assessment of the situation via the words of the serpent. She knew what God said. How do you know? She told the serpent what God said. But she allowed herself room in her thought life to entertain what the serpent said. And when she came to the end of her conclusion, she decided to to go with what she thought, not what God said. And that's where just about everybody makes a grave error. Leaning to our own understanding. But God... God, I thought, no, lean not unto thine own understanding. Quit thinking that the way you think is necessarily right just because you think it. That makes sense? You are a flawed person. Corruption has entered your life. All your thoughts aren't right, okay? Amen. Just face it. All of your thoughts aren't right. How do you know? Because you go through the house looking for something, and you say out loud to yourself, I thought I left that over there, when that's not where you left it. Amen? All right. So we all know that God, we need God's help here. So you've heard me praying lately for everyone for God to take certain thoughts out of our mind and put thoughts that he wants in our minds in there. And perhaps you should come into agreement with Pastor concerning this. I'm certain that it will help you. It's been helping me in all. God says all. Now tell me, what is left out of all? Nothing. So... If you don't acknowledge God in all your ways, you haven't obeyed the scripture, have you? Boy, it got quiet in here, Lord. I mean it got quiet. If you skip, you know, 
every fifth thing you go to God with instead of every single thing. You grieve the Holy Spirit because you've decided not to trust him as your helper and your teacher. Yes, because the scriptures declare that the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us. And you've decided you don't need any guidance and you don't need any leading because you know what you're doing. And the devil was just waiting on you to do that. Amen. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. It didn't say you direct. It says he does the directing. You do the following. Amen. We got that down now? Very good, class. Very good. So let's go to Isaiah chapter 55, verse 9. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 9. Isaiah chapter 55, amen, and pastor said, verse 9, I'm going to start with verse 6, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man, what? His thoughts. Mm. And let him return unto the Lord. So that means when he, fors- he, didn't, he took his own way and not God's way, He took his own thoughts and not God's thoughts. He backslid, right? Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts, if you have a red-letter Bible, this is in red, for those who think red is important. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God says his ways are higher. Mm -hmm. His ways are higher. Okay, I will. Now, think about Ruth and Naomi and Boaz for a second. Now, Oprah did the natural course of things. She went back after her husband passed and Naomi decided to return to her homeland, back to where she came from. But Ruth made a different choice. Ruth decided she would go with her mother-in-law. And yes, she was going to be a foreigner in this new land. But she decided to cleave to her mother-in-law. 
And whatever they had to face, they would face together. Whether it were poverty or suffering or affliction or whatever, whatever they met, they were going to meet it together. Now, think about this. If Ruth had not made that choice, if she had done the natural thing, go back to her own family, go back to her own nation, her own people, which is what most people would have done. Am I correct? She never would have met Boaz. It never would have happened. Think about that. She never would have met Boaz. She wouldn't have been in King David's lineage, period. You see, she had to endure a season of being an outcast of sorts. But whatever she had to meet with, she had made up her mind to stick with her mother-in-law through thick and thin. And the scriptures back that up, do they not? All right. So when God says that his ways are higher than your ways, you can't outsmart him. You are not so slick that you can slide by Jesus. You might want to remember that when you get your next bright idea. So we have studied this passage before in 2 Kings chapter 5. So I'm not going to go through this slowly. I'm going to be rather rapid with it. 2 Kings chapter 5, because we've met Naaman before. We've heard about his infamous situation and how it turned out. 2 Kings chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. Now Naaman captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. Ah, And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God, my Lord, were the the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. You see, she knew about Elisha. She knew about Elijah, too. And she knew about the miracles. And she knew that the power of God rested there. And that if her master went to see him, he would be healed of this leprosy. It wouldn't be this big blight on his family. Amen. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, there's always somebody whispering. Trust me, gossips do this. Thus and thus said the maid that is in the land of Israel. She didn't tell him. His wife didn't tell him. Somebody told him. Mm-hmm. So much for the somebody. And the king of Assyria said, go to, go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. 
And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold. Six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. That's a lot. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now, when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass, when the king of Israel had read the letter, that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive that this man doth send unto me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore, consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot, with his horses, okay, with his limousine. Okay, do you get it? (laughs) Yes, stretch limo, and this one could stretch and shine. You understand? And with his entourage. There wasn't just one limo. There were several of them. You get it? Okay, good. Now we're now we're at point. Okay. And stood at the house of Elisha. I don't suppose they had GP. I don't know how they figured it out, but they did. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Now here Elisha's servant comes up to the side of the limo. And the window rolls down. Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. Hmm. Verse 11. But Naaman was wroth. He was teed off to the mat. Here he comes with all his finery, all his regalia, all his pomp, all his importance, plus the things he brought with him. And the man didn't even come out and look at what he brought or what he drove up in. Was he insulted or what? And went away and said, behold, here it comes. This is where we get in trouble. I thought. We just read a scripture that says, lean not to your own understanding. Behold, I thought, he will surely come out to me. He didn't even see Elisha. And stand, he had this picture in his mind, and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. None of that happened. The servant came out, the window rolled down, the servant said one sentence, and that was it. Are not Abana and Farfar rivers of Damascus? This man is heated. He can feel it rising up the back of his neck. Better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? 
So he turned and went away in a rage. Ooh, that is not good, church. That That is not good. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, they're going to try to reason with him, you see. If the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, wouldest thou not have done it? How much rather then when he saith to thee, wash and be clean? Like this is just too simple for you to pass up. Then he went down, just like he should. In humbling, you go down. You decrease, God increases and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again, likened to the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. The miracle of obedience. Simple thing. Not a huge, spectacular thing, so he could beat his chest and brag. No, just a simple thing something anyone could do. But the miracle of obedience. Ah, do you need a miracle of obedience in your life? Well, it's available to you. And in verse 15, he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and came and stood before him. And he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing of thy what? Servant. It took. But he said, as the Lord liveth before whom I stand, I will receive none. Elisha said, no. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. And Naaman said, shall there not then, I pray thee, be given to thy servant two mules burden of earth? For thy servant will henceforth offer neither burnt offering nor sacrifice unto other gods, but unto the Lord. He switched. That was the end of him and all those other gods. He tried them and none of them worked. He found out who was God. All right. So now, let's talk about this. As we bring fresh eyes to the passage, saints, let's keep in mind the scriptures that we have just read. Yes, some need to be healed of their backsliding. Naaman went to the prophet Elijah to request prayer for his incurable condition. Because of Naaman's own estimation, his own estimation, his own thought mm-hmm, of his prominence in society, he was offended with the prophet's response to him. Elisha did not even come out to meet him, but sent a messenger out to him and told him to wash seven times in the Jordan River. Amen. Naaman's ego was offended. He felt 
felt he was too good to do what he was asked to do. He got some instructions, some direction. You know, I've said before to all of you, you should play the King James Version of the Bible wherever you are as much as you can, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I am here as the pastor four years later to tell you that all of you do not do it. Amen. And the Lord knows us. Praise the Lord. You see, saints, there's a blessing in obedience. You don't know which door, which window, which hallway the Lord will come through. But he will open my mouth to tell you what you ought to do. If you will listen and do what he said. Mm. Amen. Naaman's ego was offended. That was one of his problems, his ego. That's some problem. Somebody in this church has got that problem right this moment. You need to take your ego to the feet of Jesus. Amen. He believed that the prophet should have come out to see him. Well, it, God didn't do it that way. As he was a great general of the Syrians. This man ought to come honor me with his presence. He didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Some in this congregation have this tendency as well. Though you have no national, international, or even local prominence, you believe yourself to be so great that certain things ought to go a certain way just because you're there. Tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) I know I'm right because the Holy Spirit told me. (laughs) Okay? So don't get rocks in your jaw. Just admit you're wrong. (laughs) Amen. When Naaman heard the message, He was filled with anger and turned away in a rage. He threw a serious temper tantrum, now didn't he? And he should have been embarrassed by his own temper tantrum, but he wasn't. Here he is, a general. He's told to do something a child could do. And instead of just doing it, he flies off in a rage. How foolish is that? I mean, after all, he was the one that had the leprosy, not everybody else. But he didn't see that. Amen. He had come to the prophet of God to be healed. He had expected Elijah to pray and that when he struck his hand over him, he would be healed. Well, so he's going to tell God how to run the show. He's going to tell God how to do it, when to do it, where to, where to do it, and he expects God to do it just that way. 
And there are people in this congregation who have that same attitude. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 19, verse 13. Psalm 19, verse 13. Psalm 19, verse 13. Amen. Psalm 19, verse 13. And I'm going to start with verse 12. Amen. We there? Who can understand his error? Cleanse thou me from secret fault. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sin. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, that would be your thoughts, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Naaman sinned in presumption. He sinned. He took God and Elisha for granted, leading him to overstep proper bounds. I have experienced this in ministry. I have met persons who have presumptuously assumed that since God has graced me, with his divine power to administer his will in certain matters, I must minister to them on demand. Yes, that's what they believe. They believe that because God has graced me to do this ministry, that because they have a need, I'm supposed to stop what I'm doing right there and minister to them on demand. It doesn't matter if anybody else came before them. It doesn't matter if God wants me to do something else. It doesn't matter what God wants. It doesn't matter what God says. They want me to minister to them on demand, period. Well, let me tell you something, my dear. This is not Burger King, and you cannot have it your way. Amen. But you'll discover that just like Naaman did. You can talk about me all you want. You can judge me as much as you will, but you cannot have it your way because here Jesus Christ is king. We got that straight now? Great. Naaman had already determined how he thought God would heal him. See, I told you that I thought thing is serious. It's dangerous. You could slip and break your heart on that thing. Some of you have done that. You broke your own heart on it. Well, I saw the day with my friend. And so when they betrayed you, your heart broke. Am I right? That I thought thing is dangerous. 
So what do we do about it, Pastor? Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. We cast down imagination, don't we? And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We bring every thought captive. That means we got to bind it to the obedience of Christ. We were told in Proverbs 3 not to lean. Don't get any support out of our own understanding. In all of our ways, acknowledge him and he would direct our path. See, some of us sat up and convinced ourselves that this person was this and that and this and that and this and that, and you married them on your own presumption. God wasn't in the mix anywhere. But once it starts to sink, you want God to dive in and fix it. Well, if you thought so highly of God, why didn't you ask him the first time? Well, having committed that sin and made that error, let's not continue doing the same area, the same error in different places in our lives throughout our lives. Amen? Let's let's make correction. The kingdom of God allows for correction. We don't have to keep stumbling over the same rock. We can correct, can't we? Then let's do it. Amen? Amen. You don't have to stub your toe 15 times to figure out that's not the way to go through the door. Amen? All right. Praise the Lord. I'm glad we're learning. Some people... It takes them 10 wives to figure out why God made a wife. I know somebody like that. It took him 10. 10. He had to wait till he got to number 10. He was pitiful. I mean pitiful. He had this thing for redhead. And for some reason, he seemed to think he ought to marry every one of them. I don't know why that was in his mind. That was one thought that he shouldn't have ever leaned to. Because they used to get together once a year and talk about him like a dog. And they had a party with it. Talking about how no good and backward he was. And unfortunately, what they said was actually the truth about it. Saints, don't take that long to grow up, please. Don't take that long to grow up. Come on. (laughs) That's bad, okay? I had to talk to the man a little bit, say, hey, don't you think something wrong with this? I tell you. But, you know, there are people like that. So Naaman was so mad with Elisha that he started to turn around and go back to Syria with his leprosy. 
That wasn't too bright, now was it? But he was that angry. The Bible says be slow to wrath. Why? Because when you get into that emotional condition, you don't think right. You do spontaneous things that you would not have done otherwise. You don't make the wisest decisions when you're angry. Amen? (sighs) Naaman expected preferential treatment, like Hunter Biden, because of who he was. And that Elisha would come out in person, greet him, and pray for his healing. Not that Elisha would send a messenger to tell him to wash in the dirty Jordan River. Where are not Albana and far, far rivers of Damascus, for those of you who don't remember, Damascus is still in Syria, okay? Better than all the waters of Israel, he has in his own right determined which rivers are better and that the Jordan is not suitable for him. That's too much pride thing. You see, leprosy was a disease that would kill you. Here you're going to sit around in your own pride and your own egotism and let this killer kill you because you don't want to take a bath in water you don't like. That's not too swift between the ears. Just because you don't like it, you're not going to do it. Well, The alternative isn't so hot either. It means that your flesh gets eaten up until it kills you. That's what leprosy does. So seemingly, this wash in water that you don't like, which is temporary, would be far better than going back to Syria with a pout, a tantrum, a bad attitude, and keeping your leprosy to your dead. I mean, what good was all that silver and gold going to do once you're dead? You see, sometimes, saints, we are just as irrational as Naaman was. Egotism and pride will render you irrational. God's trying to get through to you with a simple thought, but no, you won't hear it. It violates your standards. It embarrasses you, and you can't stand to be embarrassed. Well, saints, I'm here to tell you, you're either going to find some humility or you're going to have some hard times in the days to come. God didn't bring this message accidentally. He knows what he's doing. Saints, I'm going to tell you this now. You might not like it, but it's real. Naaman just did not understand why he of all people should go wash in the Jordan River. 
Why was it required for him, the great general of the Syrian army, to travel from Syria just to be told to go wash in the Jordan? Why, in Naaman's mind, he could just as easily have gone and washed in the rivers of Syria. But that's not what's in God's mind. Saints, again I say unto you, the kingdom of God does not pivot on your I thought, but rather on his word and his will. Naaman had hindrances to being healed, and the hindrance had to be moved out of the way. Saints, beware of figuring it all out for yourself, thus attempting to micromanage the Holy Spirit and grieving him. What good is it going to do to you to grieve the Holy Spirit when he's your only transport from this earth to heaven? Consider who you're attempting to grieve. Yes, that's the way it really works. God does not fit in your little box of answers. He doesn't. He's God. Many are still not healed because they have already decided when, where, and how they expect God to heal. Saints, it's time to mature. That's right. There are persons who become discouraged when God does not answer their need the way they thought. Again, I say, saints, it's time to mature and to change. We must learn to seek the deliverer himself, not just the deliverance. We must learn to seek the healer himself, not just the healer. We must learn to take God at his promise. We must learn to set our eyes upon Jesus and be willing for God to heal us any way that he chooses. God can even heal you in your sleep. God may heal you as you drive down the highway, as he did Pastor Pat husband. Really? Yes. Mr. Vad had had an operation, and in that operation, they severed a nerve that innervated his arm. And so after the operation, for a period of time, his arm was limp. He couldn't do anything with it. And the Lord spoke to her, and she told her husband, Vad, God's going to heal your arm. Well, if you think he believed her... I've got news for you. But he did. One day, not in a church service, not at a funeral, not at a wedding, not at a memorial service, none of that. He was driving down the highway 
in his vehicle. And he had music playing on the radio. And he had his arms hanging out the window. And without him realizing what had happened, his arm began to keep time with the music. You can't tell God how to do what God's going to do. He's God. You just got to believe and know that he's going to do what he promised to do, however it happens. Well, I would, okay, I'll give you this other example. Remember that lady that had the issue of blood for 12 years. She went to every doctor that she could find, all the specialists that they recommended. She went to this one and that one and this one and that one. And not a one of them could do a thing. But here she hears about this Jesus person that's coming into her community that, by the way, does not charge. That was good. She didn't have any money left. And she heard the people talking about his miracle. So as weak as she was, she made it up in her mind that if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know that I'll be made whole. And she moved out as weak as she was physically in faith. Who would have thought that that's how she would be healed? You can't tell God how to heal you. But I need a bill paid. Well, he told somebody Peter, to be specific, to go fishing. First fish you get, open his mouth, pull a coin out, go pay the tax. Who would sit back and think that that's the way it's going to happen? You can't tell God how to do this. He's God all by himself. Your job is to believe him. Amen. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to listen and obey, not tell him how to do it. Who can direct him? He's God. You know there are times. I remember one time I was a child then. I said, I'm glad, Lord, that you made the world, because if you had asked me, I would have done it like this, and I told him what I would have done. I said, "This, this would be a bigger mess now than it is already. We don't know what we're doing, but he does. So, some of us need to get out of God's way. God may require you to do something as a step of faith, which in your mind, just like in Naaman's mind, does not in any way relate to healing something you consider to be trivial or foolish or just not something you should do. Or it may appear completely ridiculous to your natural mind. Naaman thought that way. He almost missed his miracle thinking that way. 
God may not choose to manifest your healing immediately. Uh. So Naaman dipped the first time. He wasn't healed yet. He had to go the rest of the distance. He actually had to follow the instructions to the letter. Some of us are yet to learn to do that. We don't follow pastor's instructions to the letter. We do what we feel like doing. Still, God's still waiting. He may walk you through many processes with or without the medical community's involvement. Hmm. God will help you to grow in faith as you learn to trust him more and trust him until he completes your healing. God does not need man's logic. Mm. He doesn't need any help. He's God all by himself. Or man's highest human skill. He doesn't need AI. And to tell you the truth, neither do you. God himself is able to do what he has promised that he would do. It is not going through a form or a ritual or a tradition that enables us to receive the blessings of God's healing power. But it is by going God's way. Saints, to obey is better than sacrifice. Amen? To obey is better than sacrifice. So right now for a moment, we're going to say a few words of prayer, like we always do. Because we know that we don't know it all. Until we think we have a bright idea, then we go back to thinking we know it all. But saints, I'm going to tell you the truth. We don't know it all. We don't know it all. And God is so patient with us. Thank you, Lord, because we surely do need it. We surely do need it. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, We bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. No, Lord, we will not lean to our own understanding. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father. Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his powers. We close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness and placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks 
and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar, electronic, digital demons and their attacks, all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism, mind control by the occult, ah, yes, and by the media, voice feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits that manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, and binding all vibrations, which are demons. All Leviathan spirits and their attacks, we bind. All brainwashing and kundalini spirits, we bind. All water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust and drone spirits. Sorcery devils and their attacks, seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger and their attacks, the Havana syndrome, brain changes, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons and their attacks, all microwave attacks, the work of every druid. We bind all the whoredom spirits and their attacks and all the voices of the stranger and their attacks. All hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all 5G, so everything coming from outer space, as we call it, from the satellites, through the cell towers, and through our devices, in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind you and we break your grip and hold in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptians, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Islander, global cabal, indigenous groups, tribal groups, nomadic groups. All the occult and all the witchcraft that is done on the planet, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain it with eternal chains under darkness. We send it into the spiritual cave. We thank you, Lord God, for your judgment, O righteous judge. We bind all Morgellons attacks, all Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic. We bind all attacks and return them to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms or shape-shifting spirits, trapping, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the American culture, your culture, my culture, any culture, and the corrupt cor- culture of this planet. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dawn and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. In case you were wondering what you're supposed to be doing, saints, you're supposed to be praying in tongues. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse, devil satanic worship, witchcraft dedications, all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. 
We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender, or witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website. Binding all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, hoodoo, jujus, hexes, and vexes in Jesus' name. Returning Nigerian tribal witchcraft. Returning Chaldean witchcraft. Returning Spanish witchcraft. Breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to the Lord. Binding superficial religious acts. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines they have in Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, Oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind the king of pride. We cut off your seven heads in Jesus' name. We break your death roll, and we break your powers in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idle minds, unfocused minds, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, pot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, toads, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and we return the afflictions of the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. 
We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, vow, ceremony, pledge, pact, and their wicked powers in the name of Jesus and those of the associated organizations. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, masonry in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit familiar to the lay of the sins. We bind the insanity, the pride, the work of foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We bind their boasting in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and Father, we ask you to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief, whom we serve and obey. Thank you, Lord. Father, we cut ourselves free from every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind them all. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that have been persecuted and left behind in Afghanistan or somewhere else. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus and our method of transportation. We cover our vehicles and the road we travel. We take authority, dominion, and power over all interferences of the road. And we thank you, Lord, that your angels have gone ahead of us to protect us. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything getting into our dreams, anything that came through the television. And we command them to stay away. We thank you to protect us, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for the wall, fiery wall that protects us, Father, with your glory in the midst. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, anything sent to us by the demonic realm. We cut, burn, and destroy all silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all of the forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and liars. We break and destroy the power of all charms, love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, fetishes, psychic prayers and thoughts, witchcraft, sorcery, magic, voodoo, mind control, death spirits, bewitchment, 
psychic warfare, psychic prayer, torment, pain, sickness, and destruction, incense and candle burning, chantings, ungodly blessings, crystals, root works, and everything else being sent his way in Jesus' name. We bind all tribal rituals and sins sent against us. We return to the enemy all of his witchcraft, all of his plans, all of his maneuvers against us in Jesus' name. We break the powers of all spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, and all of those spirits that have already been cast out of us, Father, from our inheritance, our natural inheritances. And you have taught us better and caused us to walk in the newness of life. But we have backslidden and returned to those wicked ways. We take authority, dominion, and power over those spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. And we take authority, dominion, and power over our flesh in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. 